Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS online program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our next guest is Eric Oberholzer. Eric is the co-founder of Tender Greens, a fine casual restaurant brand founded in 2006 in Culver City, California, serving seasonal home cooking throughout California, New York, and Massachusetts, with 28 locations nationwide. He also founded the Sustainable Life Project in 2009 with a mission to change the course of at-risk youth's lives for the better through a six-month paid culinary internship. Eric speaks internationally on foods relations to human and planet health. Eric spends his time between Brooklyn, New York, and Venice, California. Eric, thanks so much for being a gift to this podcast where your story is a gift to the world. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. So I'm, I'm a bit biased because Eric is actually a friend of mine and the Tender Greens that he references. It's a great restaurant. So if anyone is in New York, California, Massachusetts, I highly, 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 highly recommend you go eat there because it's great stuff. <laughs> and you know what? This is my podcast, so I'll be biased. <laughs> but um, Eric, kind of just share share with our guests, since most of our guests are entrepreneurs and executives and speakers, and it's all about inspiration and impact. First, why did you choose to create a restaurant? Because restaurants, as many of us know, are a very difficult business to be in. But why did you decide to create your own restaurant? Well, I'm a chef. So I've been in the restaurant business for a long time, cooked prior to Tender Greens exclusively in uh, the luxury market and fine dining, mostly in San Francisco. And when I moved to Los Angeles, there was this massive divide between uh, the luxury world that I had come from and the fast food culture of Southern California. And neither one either fit my budget or, or my lifestyle. So uh, Tender Greens was an answer to that. And it was the kind of food that um, I would cook for friends uh, if I had time to go to the market and, and prepare a thoughtful meal for, for folks on a, on a Tuesday night. That's great. And what types of meals do you prepare at Tender Greens? Yeah, that's like like you, like you stated, uh, seasonal home co- cooking, and that's you know seasonal in in the sense of California. Uh, you know, we have this incredible abundance of produce because of the climate. We've tried to replicate that here on the East Coast, and then you know, home cooking the uh, the, the kind of food that you know you want to eat at home, simple. Uh, with the best ingredients um, and, and technique that's, uh, that's, that's correct and, and just honors the, uh, the integrity of the raw ingredients and is inherently uh, healthy. That's great. And your name, because so many people want to talk to you about branding their company or even naming their speeches, it doesn't really sit well with them. And there's no alignment, but I, I love your name, the Tender Greens. Like, How did that specific name come about? You know, 15 years ago when, when I first had the idea, um, the, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of uh, plant forward uh, options. Um, so I wanted to really lead with the idea that you were going to get uh, delicious, craveable, um, seasonal uh, plants on your plate. Uh, and then we would accessorize them with, uh, with animal proteins if, if it made sense. Um, so I wanted to really lead with plants, which I think, um, uh, brings a lot more uh, diversity and dynamic, you know, dynamic flavors and textures because of the many uh, micro seasons in California. And also it's just better, you know, it's a better way of eating both for the environment and, and for, for human health. 
No, I like that. And, and actually, Eric and I met in, in a charity function a few years back. And so you, can you talk a little about this Sustainable Life Project? Yeah, something that's really frustrated me since, you know, college, where when I moved from rural Pennsylvania to, to Philadelphia to go to, 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 go to college, um, was the, the, the homeless situation. And it, it's only gotten worse through the years. And I was promised to myself, if I had the means, I would, uh, I would try and do something about this. And back in 2009, what, what I looked at was, you know, all these kids coming out of the foster care system that, you know, would fall through the cracks of society. They'd end up on the, you know, on the streets or in prison or, or dead. And, and I thought by giving them access to, to good food, um, to the family environment of a restaurant, uh, the structure of a, of a kitchen and, and the, uh, the lifelong skills that one can, can really use over time by working in a restaurant. I thought I might be able to change the course of their lives. And, um, many years later, uh, we've, we've got so many stories to share of success where, you know, kids who would, we're completely out of options. We're really just statistics are now working as, you know, as, as managers and leaders uh, of our organization. That's great. How many people have gone through that sustainable life project? Uh, we've graduated probably about uh, 60 or 70. We've had many others go through it over the years. Um, the nature of it is, you know, a lot of these, Folks uh, come from really, really tough backgrounds, so they don't always make it. Uh, but even even uh, uh, getting them you know, to the program and, and part, you know, partly through it uh, is an achievement in, in, in many cases. No, it is. And I, and I want to stress because Eric knows this already since we're friends, but like I started a homeless youth program eight years ago, and Eric has been there as a guest. But the thing is with people that are homeless – there's so many layers of challenges. So 60 people might not seem like a lot, but they've done studies on this. Bill Gates actually has foundation to this where more impoverished countries have an average of six kids, whereas more powerful countries like our own have an average of two kids. So when you look at 60 times six, that's 360 potential lives that you've helped or maybe, you know, it's, I don't, it shouldn't say sound bad, but like ultimately when you're more educated, you have less kids. So 60 people each of those kids could have had six more kids. That's 360 people. So it's this butterfly effect, Eric. So I appreciate you doing that because I know personally how challenging that specific demographic is. So kudos to you to do that because why do, why do you think some businesses don't do more on that social aspect? Because of course you need to make money. Obviously you need to help your customers and whatnot, but why did you choose that? Because it is a very long-term game. And why do you think other businesses don't do more of that kind of work? I, I think uh, business is hard, and so many people are so caught up in just uh, survival. Um, and in some cases, you might have others who are focused on growth um, and and just gobbling up market share. Uh, I just I see the world differently, and and I think business is a great opportunity to affect positive change in our world. Whether it's you know the, the choices we make in, in terms of. Our, our supply chain partners, uh, the, the way we approach food um, so that we can support uh, a healthier life for folks, um, access uh, to better food for more and more people so it's not a, a privilege, and then uh, really finding ways to get to those at, at the last mile of uh, the food system, whether it's through 
jobs training and career development or, um, you know, supporting other other organizations that, that share our mission and we can support, support them in some way. That's great, Eric. I've known Eric for some years now. I really admire not just your business acumen, Eric, but like how you handle things because in the restaurant business, I have many clients that have had restaurants. It's a very chaotic, very ongoing. There's really no downtime per se, but I've always been very impressed with how you deal with stress and pressures. Like, how do you deal with the, the restaurant business as it is, especially since you used to be a chef? What are some habits that you have imparted in yourself that allow you to maintain a certain sense of sanity? Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy business. I, uh, I started uh, practicing transcendental meditation about 30 years ago in college. Uh, I haven't missed a day of meditation in, in those 30 years, and it's really become part of my my daily practice. Um, I, I start the day with a 20 minute meditation and then, you know, uh, midday, uh, probably in, in the next half an hour, I'm going to sit down for, for another meditation. And then fitness uh, is really important. You know, I was a, an athlete growing up and, and I just view athleticism as a lifelong journey. Um, so I, I think uh, keeping the, you know, the, the mind, uh, clean and sharp through meditation and other forms of mindfulness and then uh, physical health uh, through fitness. And then ultimately, you know, you know, the inputs, you know, what are we putting in our body and, and food in all forms is, is super important to that. And at least it, it sets the baseline for, uh, uh, for one to navigate a, a crazy world, um, not just the business, but uh, the world we live in is, uh, is very dynamic and you have to be, on your A-game to, to keep ahead of it. I couldn't agree with you more, Eric. And even for myself, when I don't meditate, I, I just feel completely kind of off kilter. So for those of you listening to our podcast, please check out not just Eric's life story, but his restaurant, Turner Greens. How can our guests stay in touch with you, Eric? Uh, with Tender Greens, uh, at Tender Greens or tendergreens.com. Uh, you can also check me uh, out either on Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn at Eric Overholzer. Awesome. Eric, thanks again for being on our Gifters podcast where your story truly is a gift to the world. Have a great day. You too. Appreciate it.